Welcome everyone to Understanding the Human Condition. I'm your host, Dr. James Flowers, and this is my lovely co-host, Robin French. Hey, Robin. Hey, you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. I am so excited. Today we're joined by our, our very own primary therapist, Arthi Patel. Hey, Arthi. Hi. I'm excited to be here. We're, we're so glad to that you're here. You. It took a little tooth pulling to get you here. <laughs> <laughs> Arthi was a little nervous about coming, and I said no one could be better to talk about attachment theory, right. yes. which is today. So yep. Yep. I'm so in. Let's jump right into today's topic. What yes. is attachment theory? So attachment theory can be explained by the emotional bonds that we have with significant others, and it really starts during infancy. Um, you know, the care and the bond mm -hmm. between the caregiver and the infant, mm -hmm. but not just the quality of care. A lot of it is nonverbal right. and emotional space, too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Now, what are the different attachment styles? Because, mm -hmm. and I have to admit, I am new to all of this. I'd never heard of this yeah. before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. I didn't realize you? this existed, yeah. mm -hmm. I, but it's, it's fascinating. So what are these different attachment styles? Can you yeah, describe? Yeah, so it's very fascinating to me as well as I do my work in this. So there's four different attachment styles and the first one is secure so trusting independent but still being able to express how you feel and the second one is dismissive avoidant aloof not feeling comfortable sharing how you feel we can be avoidant mm -hmm. of feelings even mm -hmm. though they're within us we can feel hurt or rejected mm -hmm. and then anxious or preoccupied we need constant reassurance from partners or people around us right or we want intense connection all the time and can't get enough sure. mm. before the other person's ready mm -hmm. and fearful avoidant it can be a combination of avoidant and anxious as well hmm. can you can someone have uh two or three of these absolutely sure. oh, good yeah question. that's what mm -hmm. i see oh wow yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. so if you can, discuss the importance of our comprehensive diagnostic evaluation and why understanding your own attachment style mm. is important in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. So it's very important because we can understand how we felt as children mm -hmm. because that developmental lifespan is so important yep. and our childhood experiences do shape us. Right. And it does carry over into adult us and how adulthood and how aware yep. we are yep. about those experiences as well. And mm. I have a lot of fun when we're doing the biopsychosocial, getting to know our adult patients mm -hmm. or even our younger ones, just going through their experiences and hearing them talk about it sure. is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'll throw this in real yeah. quickly. That's kind of, mm -hmm. we weren't planning on talking about this, but listening to you just reminds me, you're getting ready to see uh, a patient within our practice that mm -hmm. was born at 24 weeks, mm -hmm. right? And weighed one pound, one ounce at birth. Yeah. And she had no physical human connection or contact with mm. her mother, father, or really anyone else for months. Mm, Do yeah. you think that that affects a person's uh, attachment style today? I'm sure it has some impact yeah. on her, and especially yeah. with both, right? The caregiver and the infant were uh, both impacted absolutely. by that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, mom has, atta mm -hmm. has uh, affected probably mm -hmm. as her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, if your needs weren't met as a child, does that mean that you can't foster healthy relationships? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Through healing and having corrective experiences, you can most certainly foster healthy relationships. It's, you know, if we can validate our own experiences and practice that self-compassion, self we, can, we can have healthy relationships. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How do you use attachment theory to help clients at uh, Jay Flowers? Yeah, so holding space for them, holding space mm -hmm. for them to feel safe yeah. and to be able 
for them to share their emotions in therapy as well sure. and how mm-hmm. important that is. Um, and I think yep. the beauty of that is too that we all work as a team together and yeah. our team is secure. Yeah. And I find yeah. that awesome because we can all work together. I think it's so important mm-hmm. to the process. Yeah. yeah. I hear that a lot, you know, yeah. because I've done a lot of those client satisfaction surveys. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I hear over and over and over again right. is that they made me feel safe yep. and heard yep. and understood. Yep. And I also think that a lot of it has to do with the fact, you know, I, I don't know if people know this or not, but um, you serve these concierge lunches mm-hmm. to all of us and we all do this buffet style where we sit like a family Mm -hmm. therapists administrative folks Mm -hmm. the clients Mm -hmm. and it's just even more opportunity for everybody to bond like a family and i think it makes them feel safe right sure Sure does absolutely Yeah. yeah so i wanted to ask can you be single and work on your Attachment style? <laughs> as of in course. single as in not dating, Robin? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> of course you would ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So the relationship we have with ourselves is the most important relationship, right? So even when you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, mm-hmm. we have to constantly do that inner work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can change for everyone. And that inner work can be really empowering for us. Yeah. 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 And we were talking about that in the Mm -hmm. car, actually, how we aren't the same people that we were when we were 20, when we were 30. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, we we do change and Mm -hmm. we should change. We Mm -hmm. should always work on ourselves. We're evolving human beings, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if someone is in uh, in therapy or even for Mm -hmm. those listening that may or may not be in therapy, Mm -hmm. how do we learn about our own attachment styles? How do you, how does someone learn that? Is it only in therapy? Is there something they can read? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I say come to Jay Flowers (laughs) because of what I said before about how we have a team of therapists and so the nice thing is everybody has a primary and secondary therapist and I find you know we're working together in Mm -hmm. sync because we're training together and you know we're talking about each patient so that's really wonderful and helping them understand what that therapeutic relationship is like and what their style is like so they can also use that in their interpersonal life as well and there's a wealth of information and literature on attachment styles good and Yeah. yeah What made you become interested in uh, attachment theory? Yeah, so I've always enjoyed working with young people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked in residential with small children to young adults to adolescents. Yeah. And I realized how impactful attachment can be and the relationships that they have with other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's so critical to mm-hmm. understand that piece mm-hmm. in the therapeutic process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how can a parent, for all these parents, that are listening and mm-hmm. are watching, how can they they create a secure parent attachment style or environment for their child? Yeah, so holding space for feelings and that their child is not wrong for having strong feelings. Okay. Right? That we're not inadequate for having strong feelings and that we can feel feelings that are strong that are not happiness and joy because we want to feel a range of emotions. Mm-hmm. So helping a child understand that, that that's okay and that you can come to me. With these feelings. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we see so many people uh, in our practice and all over the country, really, Mm -hmm. Arthi, with trauma, the history of trauma. How does trauma, what role does attachment play in dealing with trauma? Yeah. So when 
there is trauma in childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that can be really hard, and that yep. can impact us in adulthood too. And sometimes yep. we can go through more traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. But if the child had someone they could turn to for comfort mm-hmm. and someone who validated their experience, that can be a, a very healing experience as well. Yep. The traumatic experience can be bad enough, but when mm-hmm. left in isolation, yeah. that can be worse. Right. Yeah. And and not only being left in isolation, mm-hmm. but what happens if you have um, difficulty with attachment, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't deal with it in life and you're in a relationship. What yeah. do you often see? A lot of avoidance, yeah. right? Patterns of mm-hmm. avoidance, yeah. not being able to talk about your true feelings. Cause mm-hmm. what I say is there can still be connectedness even when there's conflict, right? Right. Absolutely. That we want to improve the quality of conflict because conflict yeah. is inevitable. It's going to happen That's in right. all relationships. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You lead a self-compassion group mm-hmm. at Jay Flowers Health Institute. Can mm-hmm. you tell the audience about the, the group and what that's all about? Yeah, so it's been very rewarding for me just to see mm-hmm. everyone sit in that group and process. You know, I give them a feeling word list yeah. and we check in. And the goal for me is that I'm doing less of the talking in the group, right? Mm-hmm. So if I can set the frame and talk about self-compassion, mm-hmm. define what it means for them, and the goal is that they bond with each other. And even though everybody is mm-hmm. unique in their experience, that they're having a healing experience with each other. Right. And to be able to see that mm-hmm. has been extremely so. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Wow. How can you help our audience understand uh, a way that they can practice self-compassion? Yeah. So taking inventory of our inner critic, yeah. how we talk to ourselves, our inner mm-hmm. voice, right? We can be really judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important to change the way we talk to ourselves and being our own best friend. How can we right. nurture and nourish yeah. ourselves? Yeah. And that's the, you know, I think my favorite exercise for self-compassion to kind of start thinking about those things because we have yeah. to train the mind. And as human beings, we need to hear things over and over again. It's so yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I go through that with myself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. too critical of myself sometimes. And I think, oh, I didn't do that right. Or why didn't I do it better or what have mm-hmm. you? And we can all practice this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does attachment disorder look like in relationships? Yeah, so I think we touched on that, that it can look like a lot of avoidance, right? People who are not able to share how they feel with each other um, and just people who are not talking about conflict and are also celebrating themselves, too. You know, that we have to learn to celebrate ourselves for our limitations and our strengths. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to throw this question out there, too. What happens if it's not diagnosed? What if, you, it, it, you know, mm. you're... What happens? What What's the end result? Yeah, I think that that can be really hard and can lead to a lot of pain and suffering for people if mm-hmm. they're not aware, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. pain and suffering is inevitable in life. But if there's no awareness or understanding, then that can be really hard. I think what I see yeah. in relationships and when we're talking about clients and mm-hmm. patients in the office, when we see this and they're not aware of it, over time, things come out sideways, yeah. right? In yeah. conversations, whether it's with your partner, whether mm-hmm. it's with your, mm-hmm. pardon me, whether it's with your spouse or a coworker or anyone, mm-hmm. when we don't understand our own attachment theory or our own attachment style, mm-hmm. I think that when we're frustrated or we're sad or we're angry, mm-hmm. that if we don't understand that and we don't understand where it's coming from, it comes out sideways. Yeah. And it can really make things kind of blow up and be bigger than they actually are mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. and and it may seem like you're upset about one thing and it can actually be something completely different right yeah. mm-hmm. and, then, yeah. and that we see those things mm-hmm. yeah right 
Yeah. Tell me one of your, either one of you, like a really good story. Do you have mm. a story to share with, success story perhaps with someone who was suffering with this? Um, how they rebuilt? And yeah, so I think one of my first uh, clients who came in back in January mm -hmm. was a young woman who was in her 20s, very smart, um, you know, had gone to do her interior design certificate and had mm -hmm. gone through a lot of trauma mm -hmm. and had some attachment and she really just soaked everything up at jay flowers we created the space for her and all of the outside providers and also the therapy in-house mm -hmm. um, she just really took everything and just was able to practice self-compassion understand her attachment style and said that coming to jay flowers was one of the best decisions she made yeah yeah, yeah. what about what have you seen in your groups that you do um, mm. with attachment theory and patients recognizing when you kind of step back yeah. and they take over the group, what have you seen positive come out of a couple of your groups? Yeah, so just a, a lot of empowerment and mm -hmm. a lot of vulnerability as well. Yeah. And some of them, you know, never even heard of self-compassion right. or mm -hmm. think that self-compassion yeah. is selfish. Yeah. So yeah. we go over why that's not selfish <laughs> and it can mm -hmm. actually help you be more compassionate towards others, the more right. compassion you can practice towards yourself. And they're truly fascinated and they come with a lot of curiosity mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. what I hear them open up with or how they tell their story mm -hmm. and how they can tell it in a way that's more compassionate towards themselves. Right. Um, instead of being shaming has been amazing to watch. And what I've also noticed in relationships mm -hmm. is that if you have two members of the relationship that don't understand Both their attachment, it? right? Oh, yeah. And one of them is doing work mm -hmm. and they're learning right. yeah. about themselves and they're practicing self-compassion that the other spouse or the other partner is going you're being selfish. Why are you doing You take care of me instead of you. Right. It's like, no, yeah. you go to therapy. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I think this is wonderful, and I love what you do with us, and, and thank you for working mm -hmm. with us, yeah. and I love talking about attachment theory. But tell us more about... Arthi, where tell us about your background yeah. and tell us tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and education and okay. what brought you into this field. Yeah. So I've always been fascinated by psychology and attachment yep. from a young age, even if I didn't have the fancy words for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I was born in Queens, New York, grew uh -huh. up in New Jersey, um, have strong Indian roots, yep. and I never thought I would leave the Northeast. Right. And here I am in Houston, and I love it. <laughs> okay. And I'm so excited to be at Jay Flowers and to be able to do uh -huh. this work. It's been and a wonderful experience just with the team yeah. here and how we are pretty secure in our mm -hmm. attachment with each other, mm -hmm. yeah. how we can go to each other and serve our clients. Mm -hmm. I think the most yeah. important question I have for the day is, is where's your queen's accent? No Jersey or Queens. Yeah, no New Jersey or New York. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> well, Jordan wants me to ask what Arthi thinks about your and my attachment style. <laughs> oh, you're gonna diagnose us. I yeah. think that's a great idea. Well, I've listened to a few hmm. podcasts and yeah. it seems secure. It seems like oh, you'll man, have a good awesome. flow. We're, yeah. We're healthy. <laughs> we fooled us. <laughs> she thinks we're healthy. <laughs> Good job. I did want to ask a question, though. We were talking about children and yeah. parents and mm -hmm. making them feel secure and making yeah. them feel heard and mm -hmm. creating that yeah. safe space. But how do you discipline a child who mm -hmm. has attachment issues? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's really hard because it doesn't have to be one or the other. You can still validate their feelings and still hold a boundary. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You can because the yeah. discipline and boundaries are for safety. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They're not for mm-hmm. punishment. It's to create safety for them. Yeah. And children are often they feel safer with boundaries. Mm-hmm. They yeah. need oh, someone sure. to tell them, right? So yeah. that's really important. That it doesn't have to be just because we're validating their feelings, it doesn't mean we're saying yes to everything. Right, yeah. right. And consistency, yes. too, right? Yeah. 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 And is this something generational that's passed on? Like, you know, I've heard generational mm-hmm. trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So, like, if a parent has this, can they be passing this on to... And it's going from generation to generation? or Yeah, and that can happen. But I, I do believe that each generation gets better, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I think that each generation yeah. does get better and has more awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I've seen, too. And that we're really modeling that as therapists for people, right, to how to have a secure mm-hmm. and healthy attachment. I would want a client to tell me if I upset them, mm-hmm. right? And I would need to validate their feelings. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So in working with adolescents and their mm-hmm. parents, have you ever ever sat down with a parent uh, and talking about attachment theory, mm-hmm. educated a parent on attachment theory mm-hmm. so that the parent then can, can then go home and talk to their children about it, right? Kind of yeah. educating their children about attachment theory, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. That yeah. just, I don't know why that just hit uh-huh. me, but yeah. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong. But, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I yeah. think that's a really good one because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, the parent-child relationship and the quality of that matters mm-hmm. the most, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because sometimes we focus too much on the behavior. Mm-hmm. And yes, we do have to mm-hmm. set boundaries and, and keep adolescents safe, but right. the quality of relationship matters the most and how an adolescent can go to their parent and express their feelings right. and how, you know, sometimes that gets lost, right? Sure. We live in the real world. People are busy with their schedules right. and school. Mm-hmm. So sometimes mm-hmm. we can come really hard on the other yep. stuff that's going on, right? right? So just remembering that, you know, that the relationship matters the most. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, have you seen any differences in, uh, and I'm sure that you have, mm-hmm. between children who are adopted and children who are born into a family, like yeah. in different age groups? Yeah, I have. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that really depends, too, on everybody's emotional capacity. Yeah. There's so many factors that, what the you know, background yeah, was. What the, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of different factors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, yeah. We're running, Go no, I was just going to say we're running out of time. I can't believe how fast it goes. I know, right? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Arthi, what are your thoughts on understanding the human condition? What, what does that mean to you? So that means to me our humanness and how connected we are. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this, about how our senses can greet our brain, right? Yes. And how we connect that all together. That's a good yeah. way to put yeah. it. Yeah, our absolutely. Senses greet our brain. Yeah. Real quick before we go, yeah. how do you take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Because you do a yeah. lot of deep therapy all yeah. day long mm-hmm. with a lot of people, with a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. How do you take care of Arthi? So I really enjoy my family and friends. Yeah. I love the sunshine. I love the beach. Nice. So those are my mm-hmm. ways of taking care of myself. And I think yeah. yesterday, did you all go to yoga? Yes, yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> we did yoga, and that was wonderful. It was truly wonderful to be able to take out time during our workday yeah. and leave and mm-hmm. do yoga. And that that's was a nice so cool. bonding experience for our team. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, good. that's it, one thing that you guys yeah. are really good about is professional mm-hmm. development and mm-hmm. team building and... Uh, 
Yeah. And that's a, that's a mm-hmm. great benefit to working yeah. at Jay Flowers Health Institute. Did you go to yoga yesterday? No, I didn't oh, yeah. get to. I think it was just the clinical team yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to go to yoga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to equine. Um, I'm going to visit Melanie and do that equine therapy oh, nice. on, on Friday. That's great. Yeah, so there's my field trip for the week. There you go. Perfect. Did I you know. go? You didn't go? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, not yet. I will. I'll join. Yeah, you were working out, though. I know that. Yeah, I did go work out. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so if anyone wants to reach you, both mm-hmm. of you, mm-hmm. uh, how do they contact you? Well, I think for both Arthi and myself, if anybody has questions about attachment theory, mm-hmm. call Arthi at the office, 713-783-6655, or just go to our website, jflowershealth.com. Great. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for spending time with us. I want to remind everyone watching that there's numerous platforms that you can find us on. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Please share this episode on social media or with someone that you think it would help. Yes, Thank because you. Arthi's a fantastic therapist. Come she see is. her. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you, everybody. You, Arthi. Thank, Thank you, Arthi. Thank you. That was really cool. Yeah. Yay. Are we are we still on? So nice. Oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do, do we you want to talk about everybody? the comprehensive diagnostic <laughs> evaluation? Come on, this is Jordan. Hi, everyone. I'm Jordan, and we're just going to remind everyone that the best path to healing mm-hmm. is getting a comprehensive diagnostic evaluation. Absolutely. There you go. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues, and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions, and issues. These in-depth yet approachable episodes are a great resource for both private individuals and industry professionals. Our esteemed host, Dr. James Flowers, is one of the most recognized and respected names in the field of chronic pain, mental health, and substance use disorders, both nationally and internationally. Dr. Flowers is the founder of J. Flowers Health Institute, located in Houston, Texas. For more information about J. Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial 713-783-6655. And be sure to mention this podcast.